Uh, hey everybody, welcome to the deposition with Objection. I am Objection, I go by Objection, or B, or Brandon. I am a podcaster. I always, I do, like, I do that on a, the reason why I do that is uh, I stream on Twitch, which is actually now in my profile. You can find my, my link tree in there. And uh, whenever I get rated, I introduce myself as Objection, or B, or Brandon, or BR, depending on who you ask. Um, I mumble, <laughs> and... Uh, I, like, I've been getting a lot of compliments on, on my tone of voice and, and how this is, this is working out. Uh, so that's a little strange to me, considering that I, I feel like <clears throat> my tone of voice, like, to me, when I hear recordings of myself, I always sound ridiculous. Um, but to, to segue into what I wanted to, to talk about a little bit today... Uh, I wanted to talk about the concept of comfort, and I feel like we've touched on it a little bit before. Uh, we've definitely had some interesting dialogue around around things that are tied to comfort, uh, but I wanted to talk about comfort overall today because I feel like, um, without being a contrarian or or a dissenter, if you will. I feel like sometimes we we don't seek balance when it comes to comfort, right? Like there are instances my and I'm talking specifically about myself and if you can relate to this then that's completely understandable, but there are definitely instances that I feel as though I use comfort as a crutch. Like I I, I would prefer to be comfortable than I would to be uncomfortable, which in many cases is just not healthy, right? Like there, the saying goes, there. well, there are several sayings around it, but the saying goes, you know, that growth comes from discomfort or, you know, the people that are, are wanting you to come out of your shell or come out of your box or whatever the case may be. And there's a lot to be said uh, about that sort of thing, but I feel lately that what I'm observing and what I'm experiencing are two extremes on opposite ends of the comfort spectrum without any sort of seeking of balance, which is probably, at least in my opinion, why when we're seeking comfort, everything seems so so out of whack, right? <clears throat> so let's talk about Let's talk about comfort. Uh, we all have comfort things. We we have comfort foods. We have uh, comfort TV shows. We have comfort music. We have uh, comfort uh, characters. Like just to to give you a little bit of perspective personally, like I can list off um, a lot of my a lot of my comfort things. Like starting, I'll start with basketball. For me, uh, I prefer to play in isolation, which means that I, I like to facilitate and not be a part of the play after that, or I like to make my own play. Like I have worked myself into being a, what I would consider to be a decent three-point shooter. So I can create space, create shots, and I, I can knock them down when, when stuff is, is working out. Um, my vehicles. I am comfortable with Hondas. I am also comfortable with Chevrolets, but a lot of people don't know that. 
Um, but I'm very, very comfortable with Hondas. I could probably take my Honda apart and put it back together like it was a Lego set. Um, in video games, my comfort character in Street Fighter is Ken. I've used Ken Masters in every Street Fighter that I've ever played. <laughs> Any game that he's in, I'll use him. And if he's not there and Ryu is there, then I'm using Ryu. Um, unless it's Smash Bros, in which case my comfort character is Link, which goes into other games where... If, if there's a game and Link is in it, chances are I'm going to play it, right? Like Legend of Zelda, Hyrule, uh, Hyrule Warriors, and Smash Brothers. Um, comfort music for me is lo-fi. I don't... Uh, lately, I'm finding myself um, sticking too hard to lyrical content. And uh, not that people are, are saying any bad lyrics or anything like that, but a lot of times I'd rather hear a beat and a melody than, than listen to to uh, the lyrics of a song. Uh, comfort food for me is a bowl of ramen or anything uh, Jamaican. Like, I'm of Jamaican heritage, so uh, an easy way to calm me down is to give me a nice plate of uh, curry goat or jerk pork and some rice and peas. Um, but in all of that, if you, if you sit and listen to it, or even if you rewind and go back and listen to it a second time, um, it even saying it out loud and listening to it <clears throat> excuse me it makes it sound like there are things that I'm just not willing to do and the reality is when I'm in a comfortable place and I don't want to leave that comfortable place there are things that I'm just not willing to do and I don't know if that's okay I'm not sure that that's something that I agree with per se like I feel as though it's okay to, to seek comfort when comfort is required. But I think the point that I'm trying to make here is that dwelling in comfort, I'm not entirely sure that that is, is a healthy approach to existence. You know, because if we, if we start to use comfort as a crutch, you know, the only time that we really need crutches per se is when, when we're healing. You know what I mean? And if we're healing... at some point we're not going to need the crutch like at some point we're going to have to walk on our own two feet our own two legs um so what happens to comfort when it's no longer a crutch you know what i mean is it is it something that we retreat to only when we're hurt is it something that we we seek in terms of of requiring any sort of life balance or any sort of semblance of life balance and the reality is i don't know the answer to that but i'm exploring it personally because i feel like um I feel like it's there's a, there's a lot there that that can help me at least on my journey make it from where I am mentally to where I want to go mentally, right? Like we most of us have beds, I would imagine, unless you have some sort of like bean bag or fold out couch or something that you sleep on regularly. And your bed is designed to be your most comfortable spot. But there are evenings after I've had a long day at work or I've worked and streamed and done a bunch of, of extra stuff where I will hit my floor and as soon as I find comfort on my floor, I'm out like a light, like on the floor in my office. And, you know, that's not okay. That's not good for my back. That's not good for my body. Uh, the Like... <laughs> You shouldn't sleep on the floor. Like that's just that that's just a fact. And 
while there are some instances where you know it just kind of happens uh both in negative ways and positive ways like you you shouldn't you when it comes to that sort of thing you you should be looking out for what's best for you in the long run overall healthily um i recently had a conversation with somebody and they were like how do you do everything that you do and i was like i don't sleep <laughs> um i rest i definitely rest but i don't i don't really sleep and the reality is at the time it sounded like some cool shit to say like you know, oh man, I, I rest when I can, but I just don't sleep. I only sleep a couple hours a night. But like our body needs sleep. I feel like our body needs that that complete downtime to heal and recharge and stuff. Like I'm just getting over some, some injuries to my feet and getting back out into being active and on the basketball court and going for hikes and stuff like that. And at, at my age, my body's just not healing like it used to. Like I don't I don't have that resilience anymore. So I do need to make more time for like actual restful sleep. Um, but it can't, it, it shouldn't be something that I'm retreating to when my body is just collapsing, which, which is the point I'm trying to make, you know? Uh, I think that comfort is cool. And I think that in, in times of dire straits, we, we often seek comfort. Like when it's cold outside, we want to be somewhere warm. Or when it's uh, when it's hot outside, we want to do something to cool off. Um, when when we're sad, we we want to hug. Uh, when we're angry, we want to be calmed. And all these things are very very comforting. And I don't think that inherently there's anything wrong with these things. But I do believe that relying on comfort as a as an intentional uh, crutch is a very very dangerous thing to do. Right especially if we're relying on comfort from external sources. And I know that that is something that, that I've alluded to or that I've talked about in the past is, you know, looking for validation from external sources or looking for things from external sources. If we are going to, to seek comfort, we have to seek a personal comfort, right? And that doesn't necessarily mean like an isolation comfort or uh, a, 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 a lonely journey or anything like that. But if, if, if you're seeking comfort and you're seeking comfort externally, it's going to be that much more difficult to find it. That's just kind of how it works. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate, but it's a reality. Uh, a lot of things that we should be doing in this life uh, should be a bit more personal than, than they currently are. So when it comes to that sort of thing, I, I think, and I, I'm not saying because this will be uh, a segue into the back half here and there I wasn't quite done with some of the things that I wanted to talk about on this front half um, so I think for me personally and what I'll say for you here is that my hope for you and then my hope for myself is that we we learn to seek we learn to seek balance in comfort versus discomfort because like I said before there there are sayings about you know growth occurring in discomfort and things like that but the reality is, is that as humans, we often are seeking. Uh, we often are are seeking comfort just to get by, and I don't know. It, it's it has kind of like that dopamine, like that drug effect, if you will, to where we we get it. You know, first it's free, that sort of thing, and it feels great, and then the next time we get it, it's not as good, 
And the next time we get it, you know, you need more and more and more of it to maintain the high. And that's that's dangerous. That's dangerous, especially when seeking it externally, because if you're seeking it externally and you don't get it, now you're having withdrawals. Now you're in a really dangerous spiral. You see what I'm saying? Um, and that that I think is a good way to kind of move into the to the second half of what I wanted to discuss with this comfort thing, which is I used to be one of these people. I, I'd like to think that I'm not anymore. Um, but the reality is, is that it, it might be a little bit disingenuous to say that there are some times when when I don't uh, when I do still operate this way. And it's those people. Um, let me not say those people, because that sounds a little bit derogatory. But basically, it's a situation where you are. How do I want to word this? This is tough. It's a situation where you are existing in a constant state of discomfort. Because that is what you find comfort in. And that sounds pretty weird, considering that it was supposed to be the antithesis of what we were talking about. But to, to simplify it or to paint a very, very, uh, you know, kind of a color by numbers picture of what it is that I'm trying to convey here. Um, I feel like some of us know people that are constantly in crisis, right? Like, there's always something. And I'm not saying that the thing is self-inflicted, but I would say that the majority, eh, I'd say half to the majority of the time, it's either a, a perception or, or something that, that may not be as as cut and dry as, you know, an actual crisis. And let me let me also disclaimer this. I use the term crisis very seriously. Uh, I don't use the term crisis as like a superlative or anything like that. Like when I say crisis, I'm not being sarcastic. I mean like a legitimate crisis, right? But with that said, a lot of times crises are things that occur to us independently of one another. So what when you might be in crisis, I probably can't see it. Or when I am in a, in a crisis, you may not be able to see it, even though we're trying to explain it to each other. And I hope that makes sense because I can't get real-time feedback on a podcast. <laughs> but there are those individuals that it always seems... It seems like there's a dark cloud following them all the time. Or it seems like nothing ever goes right for these individuals. And so when things do go right, that puts them in a bit of an uncomfortable spot. And it's, to be honest with you, it's just as dangerous as constantly living on cloud nine in, in the comfort zone, you know? Like, I've said this so many times to myself over the past couple of weeks, and even to a couple of people privately, but I'm going to say it very publicly now, is that it cannot be all bad. Like, it, it just can't be all bad and doom and gloom and, and all negativity. And I understand that that's how it feels. And I understand that, that those are the instances in which we try to retreat to comfort. But if you think about it, and you think about it, I don't want to say medically, but you think about it mathematically or mechanically, it, to go back to, to the, the dopamine reference, to go back to the drug reference, if you are in a constant state of discomfort 
and you're seeking a hit, if you will, of comfort to try and to try and um, remedy the discomfort. At some point, what you're what you're doing isn't going to be enough, and that's not safe. That's that's a very dangerous place to be, and you. Reality is we don't want to be there, you know, like I, I wouldn't ever want to be there. I don't want uh, anybody to be in a place like that to where it's kind of like, uh, you know, drinking to numb the pain or, or, you know, to getting a high to just kind of forget the pain or whatever the case may be. Like there are instances where we, we have to deal with something and we have to grow from it. And, you know, nobody ever wants to go get the shot in the arm or nobody ever wants to to go have the the bone reset if it's broken or the dislocation reset if it's dislocated but sometimes you got to go through that immense pain for for the the uh the healthy rush of of endorphins and and relief that you'll feel once it's done properly right um i've often said and this this is going to be a little bit gross so a bit of a disclaimer before i launch into this one but um I don't, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't really do anything as far as like mind altering. Um, I just choose not to, and I don't judge people that do. Uh, but I can remember in my younger years when I was in college, I did a lot of, of heavy drinking and, and, um, it would often lead to, uh, things that were inside of my body wanting to be outside of my body, Right. And nobody ever wants that. But if the body, like the body teaches us some, some wild lessons that if we, if we stop and listen for a little bit and, and observe what's going on, it, we can learn a lot about it. Um, and I don't know if you agree with me here or not, but I have often said that the best, one of the best feelings in the world, whether you're sick, you've eaten something that doesn't agree with you, you've had way too much to drink, whatever the case may be. There is no better feeling than the first three minutes after you've thrown up, right? Like, once your body has finally expelled whatever it doesn't want in it, the amount of relief that you get from that, and I don't know if it's an, if it, if it's an endorphin rush or if it's a dopamine hit or whatever the case may be, but the amount of relief that you feel in those moments right after getting something out of you uh, forcefully, not to be too, too disgusting. Um, it's, it's almost unmatched. It's, it's, it's almost euphoric. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> that's kind of what I want to get to here. Like, I think what the body is trying to do, and oftentimes what the brain is trying to do, what the heart is trying to do is the body is constantly seeking balance, right? Like if you work out too heavy and you, you, uh, you get too sore, your body is healing itself and is sending you soreness signals so that you give your body the time it needs to heal, right? Now there are bodybuilders, I don't know anything about bodybuilding or, or anything like that, but I can't imagine like uh, there are people that, that just go and constantly work out the same muscle over and over and over and over again. Right, like typically when I uh, go do gym stuff, it's like, hey, here's leg day, here's upper body, here's lower body, here's uh, cardio, or even there there are people that do targeted muscle groups. Like today, I'm gonna do arms. Tomorrow, I'll do chest. 
uh, to the next day, I'll do back, and then I'll do quads, and then I'll do calves, and, you know, um, I think it's all about the body achieving, uh, ultimately, a, a sense of balance, and a semblance of balance, if you will, but what does that have to do with comfort? A lot. I think that comfort is more of a balancing act than we than we think it is. I think that when we're trying to get comfortable, we're typically coming from a position of discomfort or being uncomfortable. Like to to um you know, those of you that roll in your sleep or that that twist in your sleep and stuff like that, usually you're doing that subconsciously because your body is seeking a more comfortable sleep position. And I think that if we take a second and and we stop dwelling in in either the the cloud nine high energy high level nothing can go wrong hunky dory uh unbelievably almost toxically positive level of of comfort versus the down in the dank pit of despair uh kind of gross nasty nothing goes right uh i'm constantly negative i'm always angry sort of discomfort place i think that we'll find that what we're seeking is uh it, or what we're needing rather is is a level of balance that that we should be working to achieve on a personal level and then once it's achieved personally we can look at things more globally and see what we can do for for uh for those around us right because the the other diatribe that we that we get a lot that kind of ties into this is that you can't pour from an empty cup and i would offer that you can't pour from a place of discomfort you cannot offer comfort if you are uncomfortable like it just doesn't work i can't imagine lying on a bed of rocks and somebody saying you know i'm looking for a more comfortable position what are you going to offer them you know what i'm saying so that's where I'll go with that. And I'll I'll, uh, I'll close with this. When I was a kid, and this is going to be this is this is going to be an interesting one cuz I don't know if anybody will get anything this obscure. But when I was a kid on Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, Namco had released a sequel to Pac-Man. Uh I believe it was titled either The Adventures of Pac-Man or Pac-Man 2, something like that. And it wasn't like your standard Pac-Man game. The goal of the game was Pac-Man was walking across the screen. You had no control over what Pac-Man was doing. And the only things that you could do are interact with the environment around Pac-Man, and you could interact with Pac-Man directly, but you ran the risk of fucking up, excuse my language, Pac-Man's emotional state, right? Like you had a slingshot, and if you shot Pac-Man too much, he would get angry and just start storming around and breaking things on the stage and you know you would start to fail things on the stage uh if you fucked with the environment around pac-man too much and he wasn't able to get some of the things that he wants and he wasn't comfortable he would get sad and then he wouldn't proceed through the level you would fail the level that way um and there was an there were ways to make him experience different emotions i don't specifically remember what they are but i honestly feel like everybody Everybody should play this game because it is a masterclass in how misdirected and somewhat blind emotional outbursts and reactions 
can have a lasting effect on any level of success or or failure that you might be experiencing like there are i can remember vividly there's a gap that pac-man has to jump and the only way for him to jump it is for him to be so happy and so confident that he does some ridiculously in incredible like 360 front flip where he lands it and takes a bow and i think that's great i think that the highs are great but there's also some things that you have to make pac-man scared of so that he just doesn't approach him like i want to say there's a point in the game where there's like a dog and you have to essentially have pac-man avoid the dog you know and again it all comes back to balance but i won't i won't give too much of the game away i would highly recommend uh, you guys playing it and if you're in my discord or you're you're you follow me on a social if you ping me there and ask me about it i will do the digging and um and and bring it up and as a matter of fact if you were to investigate uh, uh better twitch tv emotes there's an emote from the game called pack walking and uh it's it, there's a lot behind it but we're we're getting too too far off off the cuff here um, but with that, like I said, my hope for you, and I've, I feel like my hope for you has been similar in, in almost every podcast, but my hope for you when it comes to this is that you genuinely find the balance that you might not be seeking, but that you so desperately need, that I so desperately need. And I don't want you ever to feel like I'm talking at you. Uh, I wish this was more of a conversation in which we could we could do some real-time feedback stuff. But in the realm of digital journaling and kind of putting thoughts together and, and getting ideas out of my brain and and into the internet space uh sometimes it 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 helps me to to refer to you guys as you um but yeah this was the deposition and i am objection or b or brandon uh, i'm a podcaster uh, among other things you can find me on youtube twitch uh here on spotify apple podcasts uh tiktok twitter instagram they're all at objection, uh, O-B-J-E-C-K-S-H-U-N. I hope you guys have a wonderful Tuesday, and I will talk to you in a week. I love you to death. Take care. Bye-bye.